Dennis Matt, thank you very much for coming on the show, dude. I really appreciate you being here, man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having me on. It's uh, it's an honor to get to speak to to a strong ass motherfucker like yourself. It's uh, it's it's very very cool to sit down and have a chat. And I think uh, for a lot of people at the moment, you know, what with the uh, the the tiny tiny instance of a global mass pandemic kind of shutting everyone down and screwing everyone's plans up, I'm kind of interested to kind of to to, to take a peek into kind of your brain behind how you found everything with this. Because I know for a hell of a lot of people that we're peaking and we're preparing for shows and we're getting ready for a lot of big comps and meets in 2020. This is throwing a hell of a lot of spanners in the works, man. So I'm interested to hear like from your side of things, how have you found kind of, again, getting over this hurdle um, and, and kind of how have you found it interrupting your your plans? Has it actually benefited you having more time to be able to do stuff uninterrupted? How have you found it? Um, it, it's not been too big of a change for me. Um, you know, I do, I do most of my training and stuff at home anyway. Um, I was kind of finding myself going to a couple of specialty bars or, or some equipment that I didn't have in my garage. And it's funny, just before this hit, I actually purchased a couple of things that I needed at home. Uh, I didn't realize the gyms were going to shut down, and I'm glad that I did that because uh, um, I was able to – basically, I can do all my training at home now. Um I mean, it's so that worked out pretty good. It it it's actually, I mean, it it hasn't been too much of a of a hurdle for me, um, as far as training wise. Now, competition wise, it's kind of confusing. You know, I don't, you know, I've signed up for meets and stuff, but most of it has to be local. You know, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, a, not, not too bad. It's one of those things that I think it's it's just kind of been more of a, a nuisance and a pain in the ass for a lot of people that were kind of get, getting ready for bits and pieces, like you said, you know having the convenience of being able to just hop down to your own gym and kind of do whatever you want at your own leisure has probably been probably one of the biggest godsends because I think there are a lot of athletes out there that, you know, especially at the front end of the lockdown, were struggling because they didn't have that kit. They were solely dependent upon being in that gym environment and around those people. And I think this is something that, again, has yeah. kind of it's driven a wedge in the sand because it's like, okay, all those people that are used to training in that gym environment and having tons of hype men around them and kind of getting really rolled up for lifts and whatever. It's like, okay, dude, you are forced to come train in a completely different dynamic now for X amount of time. And for someone like you, who, you know, you seem to enjoy training by yourself quite a bit. I think it kind of falls into your favor a little bit more. Yeah. I, you know, I don't really like, I don't, it's kind of weird. Sometimes it's okay to go to the gym and, socialize and stuff like that for me you know some people love doing that i i like to do it every now and then it's not something i, I want to do all the time because i it, i find it more of a distraction and and uh, it kind of messes up my training when i do that so i kind of do it sparingly um, people want to talk when they're around and it, it just it kind of like i don't mind doing that but at the same time it's like when you when you're trying to get to a certain position or certain you know you got certain things in your mind that you're wanting to do you can't you can't do that every day you know that at least not for me yeah but uh, I, again, so I, I, I find you know because you're at the standard that you're at as well you know it's it's not exactly like you're throwing around little numbers you know you're not you're not benching like i don't know 100 pounds 200 pounds like so like some of these other guys in the gym you know the weights that you're fucking around with are serious numbers and it's like if you're not in that headspace then some serious stuff can go down. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, most of my, you know, my best training cycles have been in, in, in my own garage. I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I, I can, you know, I, I, I can do all my planning and, and, and lift to how I feel instead of being around a bunch of people where I'm like kind of getting hyped up and, you know, you, you tend to like overshoot numbers that you were, you, you really weren't looking to do, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. just, it works out better for me. It's just, it's less yeah. distracting. And, and have you kind of, had you learned that through the years as well as I think for, for a lot of people, you know, especially experienced lifters like yourself that have been in this game a decent time and have, have hit big, big numbers, you know, that, that path and progression is obviously going to sway and curve throughout time, depending upon the different experiences that you come, you know, it, it, into and being in a gym environment and, you know, potentially having that sort of stuff happen to you where you're, you know, you're getting into the moment and you're getting involved with things that you didn't have on your plan sheet. And then things start going a little bit funny. Maybe you tweak your elbow or your pec starts to hurt. You strain your bicep or something. And it's like, ah, okay, I definitely need to stop doing this shit. So how am I going to, you know, uh, eliminate that element of, of the environment? Okay, well, I'm just going to train by myself then. And then I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny when I when I set my garage up, I, I, I did it with the purpose of, you know, I didn't want to buy a gym membership. So everything I had, I had already, I had already had from childhood, essentially. I mean, most of my weights and my, my rack that you see, you know, on my Instagram, I've had that since I was a little kid. So, <clears throat> um, I didn't, I just didn't want to pay for gym memberships. So when I moved into my house, I was like, I finally, I finally have a garage now. So I'm going to put it all in there and start lifting at home, you know, and, and, you know, go to a gym sparingly. And, uh, um, so that's really how, kind of why I started lifting in my garage, uh, you know, just trying to just trying to get you know save the cash. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm trying to be a millionaire. Time I retire, I don't want to spend money. <laughs> Dude, that's how you get there, right? That's how you get there. You save the pennies and you make the money, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, I mean it. I I think I made a. You know, I bought the cheapest combo rack I could buy, and I'm kind of glad I bought it because I can use it for all different, you know, for different for squatting and bench pressing. So that worked out. But I don't buy anything, man. I buy, I mean, all my bars I've bought at garage sales, or I, or they, I've had them since. You know, I've had three of them. I've got three of them in there that my one of them my dad had when when I before I was born. So um, I love that. So there's that, and then. Yeah, and then all, like some of the plates in there, I've got I've had my dad had before I was born, and then you know, and then a lot of them I've just picked up over the years, used. They're all used. I don't think I've ever bought a new plate. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, and then I bought two things from Titan Fitness that I needed uh, that I needed to uh, add to my stuff in there so I could have an, you know, so I could didn't have. There's a couple things I have to do. I, had, I always had to go to a gym for, and I didn't like that, so I finally yeah. broke down and bought those so the only th things that i bought new are the te the text street system combo rack and the um the two titan fitness bars um the camera bar and yeah and another but uh that's it man <laughs> no, I think that, that, that's again like that's Everything else. another beautiful thing about powerlifting as well isn't it like i've spoken to loads of different people about this and again it's like 
when when you have to focus on those kind of like three raw elements and then you know the the slight variations from heights or different bars or whatever it's like realistically as a powerlifter like you don't have to have all this crazy stuff you don't have to have all these like added systems you don't have to have a thousand pounds worth of chains you don't have to have a swiss bar camber bar duffalo bar straight bar you're like okay man i need like maybe one or two things to, to, to get me going and you can get stupidly far in the game with just those raw bits of equipment yeah and like i love that man because it means like pretty much anyone that has a tiny bit of space can do this at home yeah yeah you really can you know i, I just don't see you know i'd like to get the calibrated plates and stuff like that but man i just don't you know, when I think about the two, three, two, three to five grand that I got to spend on, I'm like, man, there's just other things I'd rather do with that. But also, like, you're a fantastic buy, you know, person got... to speak to about this because for someone that that competes on so many different levels with, you know, literally the best equipment that, that the federations have to offer, what do you feel like that carryover is? Because I think that's something that scares people as well. Like, a lot of people invest in these plates and spend big money because they're like, if I can train on this kid, then it's going to make me a better athlete on the day. And then it's like, then you come along and you're like, Pfft fuck that noise i'm just gonna lift with plates from like 1982 like i don't care about it and then, then you go out there and just smash the floor with everyone and you're like well hey that 10 grand worth of like alico plates was like super worth it bro yeah i mean it, you know the, the one thing i like about training on these pound plates is is when you get to a competition it's a little bit of an element of an unknown when you get on the on the calibrated plates. Okay. And it always feels like to me they always feel lighter in competition. Really? So, <clears throat> um, and I think I think it's because they actually are because I weighed a few of my plates out there and they're always you know almost all of them except for one are like two at least one to three pounds over what they're what they actually say they are. So, um, so when I get to a competition. You know, I know I'm lifting the weight I'm supposed to be lifting. You know, the only thing that kind of, the only other thing that I kind of considered considered buying is, is an Ohio Power Bar so I can get used to the bigger, the 29 millimeter bar, you know, yeah. and just because it's cheap, but trying to find one used. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, He's just said I'm done. a cheap ass, man. I'll... <laughs> you just have to set up like a GoFundMe go yeah. page, a Dennis Cornelius like bar. GoFundMe page, please, guys, just to donate all of these bars. Anyone in the U.S., just send them across. I'll, I'll pay shipping. I pray. <laughs> you know, and yeah, it's funny because, um, I mean, I, I could go, I could go buy a whole gym setup, but it's just I, I don't want to. I mean, I just there's just too many other things I want to do with money, and I've already got. Like, I can accomplish what I need to do with what I got, you know. But I love that mentality. I'd like to have a, like, yeah. I'd like to have an apparatus for a, for a, a belt squat. I'm, you know, I bought one, and I, I think I'm going to design a little attachment to come off my squat rack to do a, to attach it to. Sick. And then I've got a belt squat. It, I can do it for 50 bucks. Oh, damn. <clears throat> so. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that the, like, the creativity around like manufacturing like your own different bits of apparatus and like a, a, a adjustments to your own you know, setups at home. Like I saw a guy the other day on Instagram that just built this crazy wooden reverse hyper extension that just like clipped into the center of his rack, and I was like, 
man that's just the sickest thing ever to be able to to come out and build something like that like it's so awesome and again with these garage gyms it's like oh we could just hang on the wall and it's like boom i've literally got everything i need here at a moment's notice this is so convenient yeah yeah i thought i've actually thought about making a, a reverse hyper um out of wood um i just i'm you know i just haven't done it i haven't um i haven't i don't use it enough to to warrant making one but but uh, I've thought about it. If I make stuff, I mean, some of that stuff, if I had to do it all over again, I'd make a lot of this stuff out of wood, literally, and just do yeah. it that way. You know, even the rack. I mean, you can, you know, it just depends on how expensive it is. I haven't priced lumber or anything, but, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it's, I really think you can get away with as little as possible, man. Yeah, and I think it's like, it's, it's really nice because I feel like that's reflected like when I go through your Instagram feed, man, and it's like, in terms of your your style of training, you know, it's, again, it's not all that like super, super high tech shit. Like, it's not people using like tons of apparatus. It's like, okay, we've got like simple bar work. We've got maybe like some pulls from a deficit. We've got maybe some block pulls and it's like, that's about it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, there's no cambered box squats. There's no like reverse banded hyperextension crazy shit like i love that like because it's again something i think a lot of people can kind of look up to and be like okay this isn't super crazy complicated i mean little do they know that these movements take a lifetime to master but hey it's like oh yeah this is pretty pretty simple stuff like there's there's no reason why i couldn't get involved with that and then i think that's awesome because then again it just opens the door to more athletes doesn't it the ease of access yeah yeah, I mean that—that's the deal. I mean, it's just it, <clears throat> you kind of work on the same thing over a long period of time, and you know, and you, you can finally get there. Um, I, I I have put more emphasis on on um, you know the last probably couple of especially since I got injured, more emphasis on on doing some uh, posterior chain work and stuff like that. Bef you know, before I, I wasn't really doing that. So I put a lot of emphasis on that. So I've tried to get make sure I have the stuff I need. So I've had to make or purchase a couple of things to in order to do that. But yeah, but it's it's like it's the, worked the, out the well. case of over the length of a career. It's like you just uh, accrue more and more tools to your toolbox, don't you? Like everyone says, you know, you start off with these basic bits of equipment, and then along the line, you're like, okay, I know that this is stalling, and I know that by utilizing this or this movement pattern or building this up on my body, I know I'm going to be able to break that plateau. So let's build that reverse hyper. Let's get that 45 degree back extension in or whatever it is that you want to do. And it's like, okay, so then now this is part of the rotation. Okay, the lifts go up and we continue and then we hit a new plateau and okay, what yeah. the fuck do we need to build on now? All right, let's get those triceps up. Let's get that Swiss bar. Let's go and do that. It's like, okay, you know, over time you're, you're, you're going to yeah. need tools. And I mean, I mean, you're probably someone that's, you know, super, super qualified to, to, to talk on that, especially over the course of your career, you know, at this top end where, you know, the, the, the margins are so small and the number increments every single year just get finer and finer and finer as you get heavier and heavier. How have you found that process of, you know, hitting that plateau, taking that step back, reevaluating, bringing up whatever it is and then going at it again? What's that been like for you, dude? Um, well, usually I've, it's been in stages and a lot of times I'll, I'll reach, you know, I'll reach out to, um, it, it got to that point, I guess I can say it got to that point and when it did, I reached out to a coach 
and then I reached out to another coach and then, you know, I settled on, you know, ultimately settled on reactive training system. And, uh, um, uh, and, and that's been a big, that was, you know, helped me have a big improvement in my training, changing things up kind of, you know, I had an outside influence, give me tips and pointers and, and you know, a whole workout that gave me ideas for my own stuff, you know, um, and, uh, um, I was able to adjust and break through plateaus that way. Um, you know, just basically reach when I get to a point where I feel like I'm not progressing, I reach out, really make it a point to reach out for more knowledge and, and just try to, you know, try different things out basically. Yeah. I love that. And I, the more people I get to speak to on here, I think that the more that point becomes more and more prominent in terms of like, yes there is so far you can get on your own but if you have you know the the open-mindedness to reach out to especially specialists in the area you know if you're struggling with you know with a certain aspect of your lockout on this or that then you know there's you know several people that you know you could go to and be like that guy has the best fucking lockout in the world that guy's the best off of the floor he's the most explosive she's the best at this it's like okay being able to then reach out and be humble enough to be like hey guys i understand that this isn't good uh, at the moment or where I want it to be and I know that you have the tools to help me to get to where you want to go and dude I'm sure you have had the exact same thing athletes reach out to, to you and be like hey man really really struggling with this I know you're so super good at it do you have any tips can you help me and I think that's the again like this is what I fucking love about power sports is like even the people at the top of the game they they to an extent want everyone else to come up with them as well because it just raises the bar of the sport and it raises the competitive nature and i think you could probably kind of speak to that in the sense of the if you're reaching out to these coaches and whatever and they have other athletes that are in the same competitive you know communities as you it's like that's a conflict of interest but they don't give a fuck because they want to see you lift the biggest number that you can and for everyone else that's super awesome yeah yeah i mean it's you, you know um to, to an extent it is, you know, I mean, obviously I don't, you know, there's certain things that I kind of want to keep secret, but then, the, the, <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody flat out asked me, you know, what I do for this, I'll tell them, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll tell them, you know, I, I, I get questions, it kind of comes in waves, you know, I mean, usually when I do a meet, people ask me all these questions and then, <laughs> and then it kind of dies off for a while, you know. But, uh, but I mean, a lot of times I miss, miss stuff too. People ask and I'll miss and I'll see it six months later. And then I'm like, they probably think I'm a, think I'm an asshole, <laughs> I answer them, but it's because I, or it's because I saw it. I was like, I can't answer this right now. I'm working. And then I forget about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, dude, I am in the exact same boat. Like now it's like, if anything comes through, it's like, okay, answer it now or this is never going to get replied to like it's yeah i completely understand you yeah that's yeah yeah i had i've had a couple of i mean even guys that i've known have talked to and they've asked me stuff and i've for, you know i've forgotten to get back with them <laughs> like, hey man you, you, you there like, you're like oh like, yeah sorry okay. about that dude i'll uh, i'll get that across to you right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. so i do that quite a bit so, I have a tendency to forget, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you've got a lot going on. You've got a lot going on, and that's, that's what I was going to come to. How do you find kind of the nature of the beast in terms of, you know, being an athlete, working? 
having an income, trying to keep the roof over your head, all the while trying to progress, trying to create the least amount of stress, trying to create the best environment for you to excel. There's, you know, you're spinning a, a lot of plates at once. And like, I, I've spoken to several people about this and, you know, various different people get affected by it in different ways with their mental health and whatever. But how do you cope with all of that, spinning so many plates, having to do so many different things at once and kind of try and keep your focus on the overall grand kind of goal for you of whatever it is for that training season or year? Well, I mean, it, you kind of settle into, you know, the good thing about powerlifting is you can, you can do it part-time, you know, it's, it's kind of a, you know, working man sport, I guess, you know, you don't have to have, you don't have to, it's not like, like for wrestling or jujitsu or something like that, where you've got to, like you got to train for this many hours then you got to do this for this many hours and it's, it's just you know i spend a lot of time on the weekends doing my big lifts and then during the week you know i, I spend a lot of time doing it at night i mean don't get me wrong it's a couple two three hours at night and on the weekends every day but but it's something you know once you get your career kind of going and then you um you know you work nine to or, or seven thirty to six or you know whatever it is i, I work you know and <clears throat> then you do your training then you do you know the family time at you know an hour or so at night and then and then you you know and then sometimes i work a little bit in, at night when the kids go to bed um so i mean it, it's 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 you just like you don't really have time to lay around you know like i don't i don't really get that time yeah but <clears throat> um you know, sometimes I have to force myself to do that, but, uh, um, but you know, I mean, you're just constantly, I'm just constantly doing something, but it's, it's normal to me, you know, I mean, I've just kind of always been that way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it? When you, when you've been around it for so long and it's kind of integrated as part of your life, you can kind of, you can get through because you just find, you find a time, don't you? You know, if it's important enough to you and you give enough you know shits about it, it yeah. you're gonna make it work aren't you yeah i mean what i'd like to do this is what i've done in the past i've i've woken up at 4 30 and and worked till 11 but the problem is it's like then it's then it starts affecting my training you know and it's like okay well i've got to sleep till seven now so I, you know and then it's just like, okay i got less time to do stuff but so you know, I'd love to get up. I'd love to like sleep five hours a night and do everything. Cause that's, I think that would give me ultimate, the ultimate time to do everything in the day that I want to do. But yeah. I just can't, you got to sleep, man. Especially when you're doing this. Dude, you I was to about sleep. to, when you said five I hours, I literally felt like my heart was about to fail. I was like, wow. If, if you, if you think a CNS is going to appreciate five hours of sleep with the numbers who lift in, then something's gone horribly wrong. Your body will just be like, what are you doing what are you doing yeah it's just yeah you just just get far too I'll get to up. where i want to do that yeah yeah it just yeah just no energy at night to train and so it sucks because i can get so much done man morning morning hours nobody's awake i get so much done but it just it kills my training <laughs> yeah yeah, 100%. Uh, and again, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it, is that over time you then have to find what works. You know, there, there may be lots of people that are, like, trying to force that, like you've said, and it's like, okay, but 
yes, I can get everything done, but it's the double-edged sword of the, okay, then I lose out on this, my recovery isn't quite as good. And I guess that's probably something else that you just had to kind of juggle with and play around with and experiment with over time. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it. you know, um, sometimes I'm, I'm too stupid to learn the first time and I'll try it again and then, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll eventually get it, you know, but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just something you gotta, you have to play around with. And I tend to be a night owl. So, you know, going to eight, going to bed at eight o'clock, is just doesn't work for me. I mean, yeah. I can step till two o'clock in the morning doing stuff, you know, um, especially if I'm designing stuff or whatever, whatever it is I'm doing, you know, but you know, getting that fight, get, I've got to get the seven hours of sleep, man, or I'm, it, it kills my training. I was going to say, do you have kind that of like standards that you're like, else. you have to hit this as a minimum and then everything else outside of that is like flexible. How do you kind of adhere to that? Yeah, that's, that's kind of the way you're talking about for training. Well, for, for, for training, for sleep, for nutrition, like, do you have like certain things where you're like, okay, in a day I must do X, Y, and Z, and then everything else outside yes. of that, I, I can kind of be flexible with. Yes, pretty much. I mean, I've got to get a certain amount of sleep, you know, I have, you know, training, I have to get certain numbers <clears throat> and yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it, you know, I, I it just depends on what it is, but yeah, and then other stuff kind of floats, you know, takes takes backseat, you know. So. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the deal. It, 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 you know, I have a family, so getting making sure that I'm here with them. I that's another big reason to train here is because I'm I'm here with my kids and and family and stuff. So I, you know, I want to make sure that. I'm not stuck at the gym for three or four hours. I'm stuck in my garage for three or four hours at a time on, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I love that though, man, because it's like your, your, your ease of access for all kind of the, the, the points in your life uh, are there, you know, it's everything that you need in terms of like, you're ticking all those boxes. You're, you're, you are invariably juggling all those plates, but you're doing it on your own time. Like, which I think is really, really cool. And what I was going to kind of go, go back to with, obviously, you know, the fact that with all of your engineering and whatever and, and design work, it's, do you, do you find that that's quite nice to be able to draw you away from all of the elements of powerlifting, et cetera, and you can just, you can take your brain into a completely different space that, that kind of allows you to not have to think about those certain things, whether it's, you know, numbers that you might not have hit or you know maybe you had a crap day in the gym to be able to just switch off completely from that and be like okay now i need to work now i need to get involved with this i don't need to worry about that anymore we'll come back to training when work's done yeah yeah i mean it it, it you know i kind of picked a career around I, I didn't know i was gonna become a power lifter but it's kind of funny because i picked a career i'm like okay what can i do where i can lift weights at night <laughs> when i was young you know and uh um and uh but yeah i mean it's nice to to you know i never really wanted to be be a powerlifting coach or, or any kind of a coach or or in, in any kind of that, that stuff so it's kind of nice to have that separate and then my powerlifting career separate i mean it, it's nice to have those separated um you know a lot of people they coach and they like <clears throat> or, or, or in the in the you know in the fitness industry all day long 
that's all they do, and then they train. I mean, that's got to get. I would think that would hold after a while. You know what I mean? Like your your hobbies and your job. I don't know. I don't. Maybe not. I don't know. But I can sort of escape my the real world. Go lift weights and yeah. <laughs> Whereas some people, that's their life. You know, they you know their life is dependent on them winning IPF worlds or. You know, and I also think that's that's a super super interesting dynamic would... as well because that then brings in like a completely different external stress element that like a lot of people probably yeah. don't think about, especially like people that don't know a lot of the ins and outs about powerlifting and stuff. You know, like you said there, there are a lot of guys that are cr- trying to get titles, trying to get records because they are trying to pay bills. And when you have that stress where it's like, okay, yeah. got to win this today or I'm not fucking eating for a month. It's like that changes the dynamic. But when you have that safety and security like you do, do you feel like that that kind of allows you to come at it from a different standpoint and maybe allows you to be more relaxed going into competitions? Or have more fun, should I say? Maybe not in the competitions. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it started out that way. Um I, I, yes, sort of. I, I think it started out that way, and then the more I've gotten into powerlifting and gotten into the IPF, I mean, it's uh, it's become a second job essentially. So I mean, I mean, basically, it's two jobs now. So, um, I mean, it, it, it's not my sole source of income. So if it were stopped tomorrow, I mean, I would life would go on as normally my regular career actually probably go up <laughs> but because i spent because if i put all the effort into my career as i do my career powerlifting you know I'd, it'd probably be a, a little different but um but i just can't do that you know with powerlifting but um yeah i mean it i think at one point it was it was i looked at it as more of a hobby and it was more fun now it's kind of like a job and you know sometimes i have to take real that back say okay this is this is not a real job you know it's it's this is a hobby and, and you know i think i think the ip the, doing the ipf i think it's kind of turned it into i mean you almost have to be a professional now i mean it's gotten so competitive that you you you've really got to take it up a notch and and it's really got to be professional because they're they, yeah they're like I said there's people that are literally making their life around this yeah yeah so, and I think it's interesting in order for me to stay current yeah like uh, <clears throat> yeah stay current in my job I'll go ahead I'm sorry no no it's fine absolutely it's absolutely fine you crack on sorry that it's dealing dealing with the d- delay of like five seconds is always super interesting over international calls. <laughs> So, yeah, dealing with you know, so the people that have to that have to do this as they're living, it's it it. I don't know. I that I think that would be really really stressful. I think after you win worlds a couple of times, it might not be as stressful, and they can go okay, they're gonna step back and be a coach, you know. But um, but yeah, I think I don't know. Yeah, I uh, with, with I stress I, think... I stress out just just doing. It. I feel like it's, it's a case now of as, as the sport's getting more and more professional and, you know, you've got guys like Ray that are really trying to push to, to get this standard of, like, IPF into, like, the Olympics and stuff. It's like, you know, we're, we're really, really pushing on the the 
the the top edge of the greatest athletes in the world now so if you want to be on that stage and you want to be on that level you have to be giving that amount of effort and anyone that's ever you know played sport to a super high level or achieved anything or been on the world stage like you have you know that that commitment is is no joke it, it is you know a huge huge portion of your life and now you've got these kids that are coming through that are you know making decent figures on instagram you know doing whatever being influencers and, and doing whatever and not necessarily having to have you know your stereotypical conventional job and spending you know 10 hours a day in the gym and, and and getting paid for it it's like again that then just means that i think in the years to come we're also going to see some well i mean we are seeing some freaks come out of the woodwork now but over the, the, the next several years where all those young kids that are now in in the system and that are now coming through that have the capability to to train as a full-time job i think we're going to see some absolute fucking monsters come out of the system soon dude yeah well, I think you're seeing it now. I mean, I think, you know, even, you know, seven, eight, ten years ago, you just, you didn't see what you see now, you know, and now it's you're exactly right. You're seeing, it's a lot of young kids that are, that are coming out that are, um, they're just studs, you know, and, and <clears throat> it's like, man, I've got to like take my training up a notch, you know, <laughs> And now that I'm getting older, you know, I'm uh, getting older and, and uh, realizing, like, okay, I can't just, you know, I've got to, like, really take this serious and and uh, because I don't want to get beat, you know. I mean, <clears throat> so, so, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? It's just that little voice in the back of your head that's like, yeah, don't let him get it. Don't let him get it. Work harder than them. Stay, stay on it, man. Stay on it. Don't let these youngsters get you. Yeah, I mean that's you know I'm, <clears throat> my recovery's, I mean it's still good, but I can tell, you know I can tell I'm forty, and it's I'm not twenty anymore, you know. Yeah. And, and it, you know when you get to that age, I don't know how old you are, but when you get to forty, you can, you know, you can start to tell like, okay, this is, you know, I've really got to pay attention to what I'm eating and how much sleep I'm getting and, and because, you know, this kid's coming up and this kid's coming up and I'm looking at weight classes thinking, okay, this kid's 24 and he's going to be in my weight class in three years and he's going to be hitting these numbers. You know, I mean, I'm constantly looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh man, if they keep on going to this trajectory, we got a problem on our hands here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you know, but, uh, but do you also think it's yeah, a case it's, of that the game? Like I, I personally, you know, I'm not super, super deep involved with with powerlifting. My background, as short as it is, is uh, in strongman, and then before that, I played rugby to like a semi-pro level over here in England. But I think it's interesting now looking at the the powerlifting game and how things have changed in in terms of the youngsters coming through now and how, you know, I was like back in your day, like it's a different generation. But I feel like you know you're also right on that kind of like precipice of, of, of the generational difference where it's like you're coming into the sport to smash those world records to get the title to get your name out there whereas like now i kind of feel like well it's the same with strongman now and i think it's the same with powerlifting in the sense of like these kids are coming at it from a different place where they're like okay if i know i can do this and i break this record i get to make some bank and then i 
just keep on doing what I'm doing in the background, come back next year and break it by a kilo and make some more bank. And then it just it basically has become like a money-making machine for these kids that are like, okay, I'm just going to keep keep 10 kilos in the reserve and just keep on coming back every single year and smashing my own records. It's it's like, it's. I feel like the, the money aspect of it and the fact that people can have seen that people can make money from it has kind of, I think that's also then helps to bring so many more people through that system because they're like, oh, okay, maybe I can make some bank and lift weights. Like, who needs a real job? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it. you know, I don't look at it like that. If I, my my opinion, if I have a chance to break a record and smash it, I'll smash it because I know I, I'm at a point now where I'm like, I may not be, be back next year or something may happen that keeps me out of it. So, I mean, when you're young, yeah, you kind of tend to think like that. But when you get older, you're like, like I'm here, I'm, you know, this is here now. And like, now's my chance. If I don't take it, it's, it, I may not get this again. You know, even though you think you might, you, sometimes you, you might not. <clears throat> Perfect example is that was when I was in Belarus <clears throat> in 2017, you know, I broke the squat record. Yeah. And uh, uh, Tony Harris held it. <clears throat> he chipped my record. And uh, honestly, I think he might have had more in him that day. And uh, when I went to Belarus, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to, you know, take, I almost didn't make it there. Yeah. But when I got there, I was like, I'm not only going to tip this, I'm going to put on as much weight as I could possibly put on the bar and break <laughs> it. <clears throat> because he may come back and try to chip it next year. Yeah. You know, or somebody else might. And just that one I'm not going to wait around on that I'm going to yeah like I'm not going to do that I'm going to break it and try to you know and, and you know make sure that it doesn't get touched for a while <laughs> because and it turned out I, I actually dropped out of Worlds in 2018 and then 2019 um, I got injured yeah. so it's you know you just never know you know so yeah, it's a constant roll of the dice, isn't it, man? And I think that's the that's the thing is that when when you're in that mentality and that mindset, like you said, like being like, okay, I might not be here next year, so why don't we chuck another five kilos on there, sink it, and then I know that I, you know, this this more than likely isn't going to get touched for at least a couple of years, and then my name will still will still be up there, and I can kind of sit back and be like, hey, mm -hmm. I did that, I did that. Have fun, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, in, in Texas, when, you know, I remember a couple of people didn't take the opportunity to go to Worlds when it was in Texas uh, in 2016. Yeah. And when I found out it was going to be in Texas, I was like, dude, I'm jumping on that. I have to jump on that while it's here. I mean, it's, it's right here in my backyard. And I was like, there's, you know, the, the, the missed opportunity would be, just horrible. And I remember a couple of people, one particular guy in my weight class and another, you know, a couple of other people that would have been, that are big names that, that didn't do it. It's like, man, I, why not? You know, like that, that it's here and, and now's your chance, man. Yeah. And, and I capitalized on it and it actually was my best performance to date in the IPF. I mean, it's not my best performance in, in other feds, but yeah, yeah. Um, in the IPF and, you know, I was thinking, shoot, I'll break this total easily next year or the, you know, year after. And it's not been the case, man, because, you know, weight gain and, you know, I, I tend to, you know, dropping weight sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah, I, and that, that yeah, was something that I was, was really, just... really curious to to hear about from from your aspect of things, because obviously, you know, I've heard you speak about it on on several different occasions now. You know, what with the different federations and the test, the te- the tested feds being, you know, in a weight cat that you're super comfortable in, that you can kind of that you can walk into pretty comfy and not have to cut too hard or kind of put too much on. But the, but then the double edge sword of being like, okay, I'm the only natty guy in the room, but this is like my perfect my perfect weight to be at. It's like, dude, that's got to be so hard for you to kind of be presented with. Okay, is, which yeah. of the lesser of two evils do I want to have? Yeah, it, it is, you know, and it su- that does suck because you know now I, the the 120 kilo weight class sucks for me because it's I really have to drop a lot of weight. Yeah, and. <clears throat> You know, if I could compete at 285 or even 275, it would be much, much better for me. You know, I, I wish the IPF would would, would try to would, would stop trying to follow that the the yeah. you know follow weightlifting's weight classes. Yeah. They changed them anyway, so it's like why don't we just you know do our own and and not you know follow them or just stick with the old the old school weight classes like the 275s and the yes. 308s and the 242s. Why change that? You know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot more interesting anyway. But know? it's also a strange but, dynamic uh, because the build of people is completely different as well. The the build and the athleticism and the overall thing that you're trying to achieve is different. So why are you still trying to use an unconventional unconven- weight system for <laughs> for athletes that don't fit that bill? It doesn't really make sense. Do you know what I mean? It's like how many yeah. years has it been like this? Like, I, I and again, I've. I've spoken to Delroy McQueen about this. He's he's the exact same. Like he feels the exact same as, as you do. Like it's it's a case of that a lot of these federations. I think like a lot of people are kind of getting fed up now. Where it's like, okay, can we just sort this out? If it isn't weight cats, it's people using different you know <laughs> different systems, ratings, and, and Wilks and dots. And it's like, okay, can we all just sing off of one fucking hymn sheet, please? Because this is just it's an absolute mess out there. Yeah, it is a mess, and it still is a mess, even with the new point system. You know, the point system and the weight classes in the IPF, are, it just, they suck, man. It, you know, people say, oh, they're much better. They are much better than the, the, the point system they had before, but it's still not good. You know, I still think dots is the best thing out there. I think that's, I think, you know, you'd have to be kind of blind to see that. I mean, it's, it is definitely the most, the, the best. And when you look at the numbers of everybody, and you look, you know, as much research as whoever whoever's behind that as they've done, it's 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 clearly obvious where they stand compared to the the new point system, and also the weight classes. I mean, it's just you know, guys like me and Tony Cliff and a couple of others. We, I mean, we have to drop ten kilos to get down into this weight class. You Which know, is mad. I mean, especially like Tony. That's Tony mad. Cliff is way too big. For that class. Way too big. How much? How much is he dropping? He must be dropping yeah. some serious weight to get into that. I think he stays lean, but you know, I think he's more disciplined as far as that's concerned with his weight. You know, he right. keeps. I think he keeps himself around two, uh, 125 kilo. I mean, I could be wrong. Okay, he, he may get a little heavier than that. I oh damn! Okay, but but I mean, Tony's six. Yeah, I mean he's six foot two, man. He's just he's just huge. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he stays in that weight class like that. You know, I mean I would think Tony could get up and and, and be three hundred pounds in no time. I would think. 
and be putting up some serious numbers. Man. I was literally about to say that. I'm probably putting up to. some pretty mad numbers as well. Like, I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's, I think, like, for me, as someone that, like, loves strength sports and loves seeing athletes like you guys go out there and do the unthinkable and do the crazy shit and break the records, it's like, why are we... It's like you're fighting with one hand behind your back. It's like, okay, well, if we remove this and we give people the opportunity to be in the categories that they naturally fit into the numbers are only going to be better the spec the spectacles are only going to be greater the numbers that you draw in are only going to be bigger like it's only going to be better for the sport so that's why i sit here really confused being like why why are they still so rigid in their way of of sticking to the system because it feels like it's only going to benefit the sport yeah, that's that's exactly the way I think. I mean, you know, if you had a 130 pound weight or 130 kilo weight class, for instance, all the guys that are at 120 right now would go to 130 immediately, or most of them, you know. Because it's nicer as well. Get you get to eat more. You don't have to worry about all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, you get to eat more. I mean, I would even probably still have to cut just a hair, but but it wouldn't be so drastic, you know. I mean, it would be it would be manageable. Most of the time, I'd probably just walk into the weight class, but, um, but uh, you, you know, change the two, the one hundred fives up to one hundred nine or whatever they want to change it to, you know, and but yeah, I mean, it, it it'd be so much better. The numbers would be, you know, the totals would be a hundred pounds heavier than what they are at one at one twenty. Yeah, you know, fifty to sixty, seventy kilos more. So I mean, it, it you know, yeah, I wish they would change. I wish they, they would fix that. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's got it's got to be pretty frustrating that's a different yeah yeah, ex- yeah. exactly it exactly it, it 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 doesn't make logical sense it, in my it, head yeah in the in the the uspa ipl for instance you know they have a drug tested division now and it's almost more popular than their than the non-tested division and it's you know i mean it, it's real attractive to me because you got the deadlift bar you've got the, the you know i can walk in a I can cut, you know, they have the 24-hour weigh-in, so I can cut, you know, I can cut 5 or 10 pounds off from, let's say, 280, 285, cut down to 125, and then rehydrate the night before and and walk in what I would normally walk in anyway, you know, and lift. And I'm 15 to 20 pounds heavier at 125 kilos than than I am at 120 kilos, you know. I mean, it's it's, a lot stronger. It's it's, it's hard for me to make the – conscious decision to keep competing at 120 when you know it's like i'm too far away from ray williams to try to try to chase the supers yeah now i have the luxury of being a uh, super and i've really thought about as going to going to master's world as a, as a super heavyweight you know i've thought about doing that that would be tasty <clears throat> yeah that's i mean that's a big possibility for me too, you know, go in and do, uh, go in a super heavy. If I get on the open team, great. If I don't, I'm going to master's world and it's, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I've thought about doing that too. That doesn't seem like a bad idea, man. That doesn't seem like a bad idea at all. And probably going to be a little bit nicer for your body as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot less chance of injury because I'm not cutting all the water. And, yeah. And, and it seems like every time I do 120, I cut down, I tweak something, and uh, usually my back suffers because of it. But, but yeah, I mean, it's getting 
it, Masters World is a big possibility, but it would be a super heavy if I do that, you know. So. Yeah, just just one of those things you want to tally up and see and see how the body it, feels, right? Yeah. You know, it, 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 getting the, uh, you know, they still have the, the the media behind the Masters Worlds. I mean, it's a big deal too, you know. And yeah. I think guys like me that, <clears throat> that started, and I mean, I could go set the bar higher up there, you know, and and so I don't know. It's just it's a possibility. I'm I'm really considering it for next year but i think it's also one of those things it's it's as time goes on as well it's like understanding you know what what ballpark you want to be playing in and it's like okay yes i can probably go back and do all these things and i can step into that division and probably do quite well or i can take this sideways leap and i can be in a division where i'm more comfortable my body is healthier. I'm loading my body in a way that I feel better, and then going into competition, I feel I feel good as well. I think again, as your training age progresses and the more niggles and stuff you you pick up along the way, like you said, just just being able to put on that deadlift bar. I mean, that alone is is a fantastic fantastic you know jump because it allows you to to stick some serious weight on there. Like you can, what are you putting on that extra like yeah. 30, 40 pounds on a on a deadlift bar? Uh, yeah, on a deadlift bar, I'll probably get uh, probably twenty to twenty, somewhere between twenty and thirty pounds. I get extra out of it. Some people it messes them up, but it it, it helps me because I pull smooth anyway. A lot of people are kind of crazy and dynamic, whereas I pull real smooth, so it 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 helps me. It just you know less travel distance for me. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because you're like, okay, how how yeah. how can I with all of these factors be like. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go down that route. As awesome and as lovely as that sounds, I'm just gonna keep on <laughs> trying to go down here. It's like that's gonna be so tough, man. Yeah, it is. It's it's hard, you know. Um, uh, <clears throat> I think if they had the if it had the popularity behind it like the IPF does, I mean, it would be no question. I'd do that, you know. Um, in the states, it's it's it's. I mean, they're still there, man. I mean, I say this year after year, the, the USPA, they're still there. They're, I mean, they're doing drug tested now. So their, their drug tested meats, when you look at their calendar, they're almost as, they have almost more drug tested meats than they did tested meats. Hopefully they keep doing that and push all the tested, you know, make, te make non-tested obsolete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can live in hope. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Get rid of, get rid of the. The non-tested stuff, once and for all. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know you're, 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 you're bigger on that. Yeah, I th think we'd see a hell of a lot of people fall by the wayside if that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh well, where do yeah, we I mean, go? You know, I'd... yeah. But yeah, I'd love to go back to. Um, those old weight classes, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 again, I think hopefully, if 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 people keep on making enough noise and and people keep on kind of you know expressing their, I don't want to say dislike, but like the the inconvenience of of the current system, you know, I think eventually people have to start listening, especially when guys like yourself are saying it. it's like, 
this isn't you know average joe on instagram that has like two followers and their profile pictures like a fucking cat it's like do you know what i mean like this is someone that actually has some validity that's been there that's been to multiple different federations and been like that's pretty good that's pretty good why in the hell are you guys doing this like this that's awful what is this spotting it's like you you have probably from an athlete's perspective one of the the you know the the greatest um you know diversities of experience of different federations to be able to say okay i know that that works and i know that that works so again it, it just it confuses me that people aren't listening yeah there, there's you know a lot of people don't have that it kind of cracks me up that a lot of people they i mean they're they're very loyal to the ipf and usapl and that's fine man there's nothing wrong i, I have no issues with the federation at all but it's like there's other stuff out there too you know i mean and you know but now with the advent of this big money meet that the sbd was going to do last this this year and it got canceled and do it next year yeah it's all done on a point system anyway so it so your weight doesn't even matter it's like so you know i, I mean my opinion is somebody needs to go to world's get get as many points as possible at whatever weight they're at naturally and try to qualify for it that way i think you know it makes more it would make that more interesting as well yes because there really is no weight classes in it you know it's just, it's just a it's a battle of points at that point you know well i also so, that, that would also be like a lot more engaging and interesting for the people involved as well do you not think yeah i mean and you cut off the weight classes, so you watch this meet, and you you see, you see guys putting up, you know, ten pounds he heavier, putting up fifty more pounds or sixty, hundred more pounds on their total than they would normally do. Yeah. I mean, I literally total a hundred pounds more at twenty pounds body weight heavier, you know. So, it, you know. That's crazy margins. Yeah, I mean it's huge and it, it's a lot more fun. It's you know the stronger you get it, it's more fun to you know what I mean. It's like, <laughs> yeah, man, it feels good to lift heavy. I, yeah, I mean it's just I mean that's the whole point of the sport is to have fun. Hell with it. yeah! Like, I don't want to cut all this weight and you know I want to I want to get as big as possible and the night before meat I want to eat a bunch of pop and drink beer and you know I mean that's just what I want to do and carb up before the the night before you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like that's to me that's what about you know yeah that's what that that's the that's the fun you know. stuff that's why you do like the three hours of training every single night regardless of whether or not you want yeah. to or not like it's that bowl of pasta before a meet and you going in feeling good and lifting some crazy ass numbers and walking out being like hey all those hundreds of hours leading up to this competition was worth it like that felt incredible and like that's that's all the feedback you need right yeah yeah i mean it's to me that yes to me it is i mean that you know other people may their opinion may differ but but to me it is you know you gotta do what's right for you man do you know what i mean like if that's what gets you going then that's what gets you going that's your motivating factor that's that's what it's all about i absolutely yeah love that. yeah getting so i uh, i really love to to wrap up the podcast in the same way with everyone because i think it's very interesting that people have uh, different viewpoints and and kind of come from different places so for a second i want you to imagine that you're taking a step into a time machine and you're going back in time and you're getting to visit your younger self you know maybe 10 11 12 13 years of age you know very influential you've got a lot of big decisions to make in your life um coming up 
you get to spend a few moments with your younger self uh, and impart you know, a mantra, some wisdom, knowledge to help them, you know, get through everything that they are going to have to eventually go through that you know about to get to where you stand today. In those few moments with your younger self, what do you say to them? What do you give them? How do you help them to navigate their way through kind of the madness that is life? No, I mean, I guess it depends on what age it was, you know. I mean, if it, you know, <clears throat> if I could go back to high school, if I could go back to myself in college, for instance, I'd stop wasting time and <laughs> take what you need to take and get it out of the way. Yeah. Quit wasting money on all this stuff. You know, if I could go back to high school, you know, I, I'd, I wouldn't play football. I'd wrestle. <laughs> Say wrestle, you know, I tell myself to wrestle, do that. Yeah. This is what you're good at. You know? Um, you know, if I could, <clears throat> the career, the career aspirations I have, I've met my career aspirations of what I've always wanted to do. So I wouldn't, there wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything there. Uh, my athletic endeavors, I'd probably change a little bit, you know, um, you know, I'm doing what I, for the most part, what I set out to do when I was, I mean, 13 years old, you know. Um, <clears throat> but uh, um, I would change some things on, on, on you know, different, I, I'm kind of all over the place, but it's, it's the little stuff that I would change growing up, you know. I wouldn't waste so much time doing this. I would focus more on, you know, to, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but there, there's some things that I would definitely fix. I wish I could go back and fix. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but I love that, like, the overarching theme of the, regardless of the, all those different things that you've had to kind of come in, in to play with and have interfered in your progression, you can still look back and say, hey, even through all of this, even after jumping over all of these hurdles, that 13-year-old kid got what he wanted, which is to hold these titles, which is to lift the numbers that you're putting up to, you know, break incredible, incredible world records and, and you know, lift incredible feats of strength on on a regular basis you know it's it's amazing um you know and a lot of people will never understand or experience what you have um and i think it's awesome man you know just keep on doing keep on doing what you're doing and i think we're gonna hopefully see some super super fucking exciting numbers come out of you you know in the in, in the next year or so and with the hopefully hopefully going into the uh super heavyweight masters category as well and uh and seeing what we can get out in there too man i think that's a very exciting opportunity yeah i'm really considering, I'm really considering that I, I think there's a um i think they're starving for heavyweight and <laughs> i think uh i might be just the guy so i, I think we'll you might see. be too man i think you might be too it's very exciting times but man thank you so much for coming on the show dude i really really appreciate you being here it's been an honor talking to you man yeah i appreciate you having me on man <laughs>